Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a number of top headlines from here in the nation's capital. The historic day as confirmation hearings get underway for Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson. And the new warning tonight about a Russian threat to us here at home making history with her husband, her children, and her parents who've been married 54 years there, Judge Jackson promises she'll decide cases without fear or favor. My parents taught me that unlike the many barriers that they had had to face growing up, my path was clearer so that if I worked hard and I believed in myself in America, I could do anything. Plus, the latest on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Tonight, hospitalized with flu-like symptoms. Russian forces pushed toward Kyiv, leveling a shopping mall, storming apartment buildings, and taking residents hostage. Plus, Mariupol refuses to surrender. The port city surrounded by the Russians, defiant amidst the rubble. Threat to the U.S. Tonight, the new intelligence, a warning of a major Russian cyber attack here in America. Dangerous weather, breaking news of a tornado in Texas as 22 million Americans brace for severe storms and flooding. Plane crash in China, a Boeing 737 plummets 20,000 feet in just over a minute with 132 on board. Tonight, the search for survivors. Finally, the historic change coming to your pockets. Sally Ride, the first American woman in space, now on the quarter. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. Tonight, it's history in the making as the confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson get underway. 
The 51-year-old federal appeals court judge for the D.C. Circuit made her opening statement today, telling senators that she would work to support and defend the Constitution and the grand experiment of American democracy. Now, if confirmed, Jackson would become the first black woman on the nation's highest court. A Harvard Law School graduate, Jackson would replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer whom she clerked for back in 1999. Jackson's confirmation would be groundbreaking in more ways than one. It would be the first time that four women would be on the court at the same time, with Jackson, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Amy Coney Barrett. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, but CBS's Jan Crawford will start us off. Good evening, Jan. Well, good evening, Nora. You know, today we really got a preview of what we can expect the senators to ask her over the next two days. And then we heard from the nominee. She talked about her life, her family, and she promised, if confirmed, to be independent. Do you affirm that the testimony you're about to give before the committee will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I do. Promising to carefully follow the law, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson told senators she would decide cases without fear or favor. I have dedicated my career to ensuring that the words engraved on the front of the Supreme Court building, equal justice under law, are a reality and not just an ideal. Surrounded by friends and family, Jackson thanked God and her parents who grew up in the segregated South. My parents taught me that unlike the many barriers that they had had to face growing up, my path was clearer so that if I worked hard and I believed in myself in America, I could do anything or be anything I wanted to be. She also singled out her husband and two daughters. Girls, I know it has not been easy as I've tried to navigate the challenges of juggling my career and motherhood. But I hope that you've seen that with hard work, determination and love, it can be done. The Harvard and Harvard Law School graduate and federal appeals court judge is now poised to be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. And Democratic senators in their opening statements focused on history being made. We're living witness to the fact that in America, all is possible. More people will believe that we can be the nation we say we are when we put our hand on our heart. Previewing the upcoming two days of questioning, Republicans reference previous hearings on disruption and disorder over procedural matters. For conservative Supreme Court nominees. Engaging in the politics of personal destruction is not something we should ever aspire to. And vowed they would focus on her record. It's going to be about your philosophy with some suggesting those showed an extreme liberal philosophy and soft on crime. Prosecutors recommended 24 months in prison. Judge Jackson gave the defendant three months in prison. Jackson sat silently for more than four hours at the senator's opening statements before delivering her own. If I am confirmed, I commit to you that I will work productively to support and defend the Constitution and this grand experiment of American democracy that has endured over these past 246 years. 
And Jan joins us now. So the other big news involving the Supreme Court is how Justice Clarence Thomas is doing. What are you learning? Well, I mean, Justice Thomas was hospitalized Friday night with flu-like symptoms, but doctors confirmed it was not COVID-related. He does not have COVID. He's being treated for an infection, and he's expected to be released in a day or two. Of course, it's always concerning uh, when a Supreme Court justice is hospitalized. He's the longest-serving justice, but people who are close to him tell me that he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. All right, Jan Crawford, thank you. Well, now to Ukraine, where the war shows no signs of slowing after Ukrainian troops refused a Russian demand to surrender the southern port city of Mariupol. The Pentagon now says it's seeing clear evidence of war crimes by Russian forces. CBS's Imtiaz Tayyab is in Lviv. Good evening, Imtiaz. Nora, good evening. Despite the dire warnings, President Zelensky remains defiant, saying he's refusing to allow any Russian soldiers to occupy any Ukrainian city, despite the horrific damage we've seen. Before dawn, a raging inferno, after Russian forces targeted a shopping center in the heart of Kyiv. As the sun rose, the devastation was clear to see. The mall is now in ruins, with rescue workers still desperately searching for survivors. To the south, in the strategic seaport of Mariupol, more carnage, this time on a scale unlike anywhere else. An estimated 90% of the city's buildings have been damaged or destroyed. And yet, Ukraine rejected Russia's demand to surrender the city at dawn. This video purportedly shows Ukrainian fighters shooting at what appears to be a Russian tank. But as the street battles rage on, residents continue to suffer unimaginable horror. For the living, there's little food, no power, and scarcely any medical supplies. And for the dead, some still lie in the streets, while others are buried in shallow graves by the side of the road. Despite the horrors being inflicted across Ukraine, Russia's invasion has largely stalled in what's being described as a bloody stalemate. But that hasn't stopped Moscow from ordering its troops to storm residential buildings. Amid unconfirmed reports, Ukrainian citizens are being rounded up and sent to Russian territory against their will. In Kherson, which is under Russia's control... Pro-Ukrainian protesters shouted and waved flags as Russian troops fired stun grenades and gunshots to try and disperse the crowd, injuring some. In the western city of Lviv, we met the Vorizanska family, Roman Svetlana and their children. Once a typical middle-class family, now bloodied and bruised after traveling by road for five days to escape Mariupol, which she calls hell on earth. Hell is when you don't know if you'll be able to take your next breath, she says. Hell is when everything is burning, not just the buildings, but when the ground is burning. Svetlana injured her head in a car accident while fleeing Russian strikes, which have now completely destroyed their family home. What is your message to America and to President Joe Biden? Please give us weapons. Give our country even just a small chance to survive, she says. Please help us. Tonight, 10 million Ukrainians have been displaced since fighting began, with over three and a half million now refugees abroad, making this the worst refugee crisis Europe has seen since World War II. Nora. MTS Tayab, thank you. 
President Biden is headed to Brussels this week for a series of high-stakes meetings with American allies. The leaders are expected to discuss imposing further sanctions against Russia. The White House today warned that Moscow could be preparing potential cyber attacks in retaliation for those sanctions. CBS's Major Garrett joins us now. Major, I understand the president addressing this just tonight, this cyber threat with top business leaders. What did he say? Nora, moments ago, the president said the following. We quote, The magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential, and it's coming. Now, this has been a long-running concern, so why the alarm bells? U.S. intelligence has detected what it calls preparatory activity that could signal a large-scale Russian set of attacks, hacks, or software viruses. Targets of most concern, big banks, pipelines, water systems, electrical grids. Last week, top administration officials delivered classified briefings to more than 100 businesses and entities, urging them to beef up their cybersecurity defenses as rapidly as possible. As to motives, top administration officials say Russia could be feeling, at long last, the bite of economic sanctions or lashing out due to frustration over its stalled military campaign. Well, that's some big news, Major. Also, what can you tell us about the president's meeting with top European leaders today? In the uh, Situation Room, on the phone, just under an hour, President Biden and four European leaders, the main topics, additional sanctions, possibly targeting Russian oligarchs close to Vladimir Putin. Also, concerted efforts to help those refugees leaving Ukraine and, importantly, delivering promised weapons into Ukraine so the Ukrainians can defend themselves. Kind of a preparatory call to in-person, much more in-depth conversations at NATO headquarters. President Biden leaves for those meetings Wednesday night. Major Garrett, thank you. The United States leveled its first round of sanctions exactly one month ago, even before Russia invaded, joining European nations to help cripple the Kremlin's economy. 60 Minutes correspondent Sharon Alfonsi sat down with the architect of those sanctions, White House Deputy National Security Advisor Dilip Singh, to ask what more can be done. Dictators have to pay a price for their aggression. We've always had two different tracks of effort. Deterrence, and imposing costs, as well as diplomacy. That's still our strategy. What targets are left? We can broaden our sanctions. So uh, take the measures, take the sanctions we've already applied, apply them to more targets, apply them to more sectors. More banks. More banks, more sectors that we haven't touched. Like what? Well, the commanding heights of the Russian economy. Um, it's, it's mostly about oil and gas, but there are other sectors too. I don't want to specify them, but I think Putin would know what those are. Later this week in Brussels, European leaders plan to discuss expanding sanctions in the energy sector, including whether to join the United States and the U.K. with an oil embargo against Russia. There's breaking news out of Texas where a violent spring storm has produced several tornadoes. These are the first pictures of some of the devastation in the town of Jacksboro, Texas. That's located about 60 miles northwest of Dallas-Fort Worth. At least one tornado damaged the local high school, several mobile homes, and a hospital. There's no reports yet of any injuries. The threat of severe weather and dangerous tornadoes is expected to last over the next couple days. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from the Weather Channel's global headquarters with some virtual view flashing technology. Good evening, Mike. 
And good evening to you, Nora. Yes, we're expecting a multi-day threat of severe weather. And here we are in our virtual view of a city like Houston. Could be hit hard this evening and overnight with strong to violent thunderstorms, potentially even tornadoes. Here's the risk area for the rest of the evening. Very likely getting severe weather here. Hail, high winds, flooding, tornadoes all there. A large area of hail anticipated. Two-inch diameter hail would not be surprised to see baseball-sized hail, which could do some very significant damage in these locations. You can see the thunderstorms erupting for the remainder of the evening. Strong, violent tornadoes can happen. They could be long-track tornadoes, meaning they stay on the ground for quite some time. The threat goes overnight as well. So that nighttime threat then translates into a daytime threat returning on Tuesday. Very likely to see tornadoes once again across Louisiana and Mississippi extending up even into the Tennessee Valley here, North. So a lot of different places at risk. Mike Bettis with his virtual view. Thank you. Well, tonight there are no signs of survivors after a Chinese passenger jet crashed today with 132 people on board. It appears to have plummeted 20,000 feet in just over a minute. Bad weather is slowing recovery efforts. We get more now from CBS's Seth Doan. Billowing smoke marked where the Boeing 737-800 dropped from the sky. Its wreckage strewn across a remote hillside in southern China. The flight left Kunming, China, early Monday for what was supposed to be a 90-minute trip. Tracking data shows the plane traveling at roughly 29,000 feet, then plummeting to 8,000 feet in just over a minute. The aircraft then briefly climbed 1,000 feet before the data abruptly ends, about 40 seconds later. Robert Sumwalt is a former chairman of the National Transportation Safety Board. The 737-800 has had a, a very good safety record over, over the years. It's the basic 737, good, solid workhorse. China dispatched hundreds of emergency responders today, some beating back thick growth to get to the crash site. Are there any chances in a crash like this that, that survivors would be found? I hate to say so, but I do not believe that there's any chance that anybody would have survived a crash like this. China's state TV reported there were no foreigners on board and that the aircraft lost all contact before its sudden descent. Seth Doan, CBS News. All right, back here at home, military officials have identified four Marines who were killed when their Osprey aircraft crashed Friday night in the Arctic Circle during a NATO training exercise. They are 27-year-old Captains Matthew Tomkovich of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Ross Reynolds of Lemonster, Massachusetts. 30-year-old Gunnery Sergeant James Speedy of Cambridge, Ohio, and 24-year-old Corporal Jacob Moore of Catlisburg, Catlisburg, Kentucky. The cause of the crash is under investigation. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Two Pennsylvania state troopers and a man they were trying to help were hit and killed by a speeding car overnight on a major interstate. The young female driver is being investigated for DUI. 
And a former employee at Google is suing the company, saying it systematically discriminates against black workers by placing them in lower level jobs, underpaying them and denying them opportunities to advance. The plaintiff is a woman who worked at Google for six years, helping to recruit employees from historically black colleges and universities. We've requested a response from Google, but have not heard back. All right, historic change tonight at the U.S. Mint. Sally Ride, the first American woman in space, is now being honored with her own quarter. It became available today. Ride soared into the history books in 1983 aboard the shuttle Challenger. She was also a physicist, science writer, and professor. People from around the world are showing their support for Ukraine in any way that they can. A Chicago dance group is helping some of Ukraine's youngest victims by temporarily taking their minds off the war and onto the dance floor. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. This may look like a typical day of remote learning. Pets and all. They're telling about their day or showing us their pets, which is incredible given the circumstances. But these are the circumstances. The children are in Ukraine. We agreed not to show their faces for their safety. In Chicago, Nastia Latoska and Tanya Karapis are part of the Romovetsia Ukrainian Dance Ensemble, which is using dance to distract. Our responsibility is to put a smile on our face, pretend like nothing's happening for those 45 minutes, and make it strictly about the dance lesson. That's it. Okay. Some spend their nights in bomb shelters. Fear they try to forget. With moves like the Spider-Man. We get joy from seeing them being joyful, but I get satisfaction knowing what kind of parents they have because you've seen the strength and resolve and resilience of the Ukrainian people and their patriotism. The dance school is in a Chicago neighborhood officially called Ukrainian Village. When we visited, even American kids were rallying, fighting for these children. They're our anchor of hope. They are our light. They remind us of what our purpose is. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. Everyone is trying to help. A note that tomorrow morning around 9 a.m. Eastern time, CBS News will have special coverage of the confirmation hearing of Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And a reminder, if you can't watch the CBS Evening News live, you can set your DVR and you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. And on this first full day of spring, we leave you with the cherry blossoms in full bloom here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.